Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Charlton Live, sponsored by the British Institute of Kitchen, Bedroom and Bathroom Installation. My name is Louis Mendes. Hope you guys are all well on your Sunday morning. On this week's show, we'll be looking back at yesterday's one-all draw uh, up at Barnsley. Slightly controversial uh, one-all draw, if you will. Joining me to have that conversation, first up, top right, Nathan Muller. How you doing, Nath? Yeah, not bad, mate. Living the dream yourself. Yeah, good. Another point on the board, of course. Yeah, of course, as always. Get moving strongly to finish top half of the table this year. Absolutely buzzing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you take what we can get. Uh, also down the bottom uh, of the screen, uh, he's moved on from the Twiglets. It's Ben Cloak. How you doing, Ben? Morning, mate. Yeah, Twiglets not really a breakfast uh, material, is it? So we've gone with a Twix today. So if you see me eating, it'll be a Twix. Fuel yeah, me nice. up. Nice, healthy, wholesome breakfast there for Benji Cloak on his uh, Sunday morning. So, as I said uh, on the show, we'll look back at Barnsley. We'll hear the goals. Uh, we'll hear from a, a slightly irate uh, Michael Appleton uh, following the uh, decision to award Barnsley their first goal yesterday. Maybe we'll debate that a little bit. We'll debate um, about the performance and uh, chat about anything you want to, really. we also got a guest fan uh, joining us later on in the show, Chris Collingwood. Uh, is going to join us um, to have a chat about all things addicts. He was up there at Barnsley uh, yesterday, and we want you guys to join in as well. Morning to everyone who's uh, joining us in the YouTube chat. All hell let loose was the uh, first one in there to say good morning. We've got Andrews in there, Keith. Uh, I run out of milk. Simon Dudley's in there. Um, Paul's in there. Sam, George, Joseph, Michael. Um, let us know what you made of yesterday's game. Uh, any performances stand out for you, good or bad? Um, have your say on whether the ball was in or out, because we're going to have a a long chat about that, I imagine, uh, in a few moments' time. Um, yeah, let's know if, if, what you'd like to see between now and, and Christmas as well. We've got another week off um, until the Burton game, and then we're into that busy Christmas period. So it could be an interesting um, few weeks for us uh, as, as we continue our, our strive towards trying to stay in the playoff race, um, which we're, we're sort of not quite at the moment. But, you know, we're not a, a million percent out of it yet. We're probably only about 95% out of it currently. So, um, yeah, let us know what you want to talk about. Um, Nath, before we hear the goals from Charlton TV, um, don't go too much into the ball in out now because I think we're going to talk about that in, in length after the goals. But just on the overall performance yesterday, what did you make of it? I thought it was quite good, to be fair. I think... Um... It's just one of those strange ones, really. I wasn't, I don't know why, I wasn't very confident yesterday before the game. Um, especially when I saw the starting lineup, I thought, oh, I don't know, it could be a tough one here. But I mean, the, the results obviously a bit disappointing considering how the game went. But I thought, performance wise, um, work ethic and everything, I thought was absolutely fine. I was quite pleased with the um, performance. Couldn't really ask anything more apart from just that little bit more in the final third. But yeah, it's just it's just annoying that we gave those goals away against um, Cambridge because if we had that win, got a point away at Barnsley, we probably would have taken that. But um, luckily, uh, Wickham got a last minute goal, didn't they? So it's still 
little bit in in reach, but it's obviously still a, an optimistic reaching um, that we're going for. But yeah, over, overall, I was satisfied. If anything, I thought we, we deserved at least a point. I don't know. They they probably I think Ashley was busier than the two keepers, so I might be contradicting myself there. But I thought yeah, I was quite quite pleased with the performance overall. Yeah, as, as you mentioned there, the, the, the late equaliser for Wickham up at Derby meant that we're only nine points off the playoffs instead of 11, um, which, which are two two pretty big mountains to climb, but it's ever so slightly nearer the summit after that Wickham goal. But, you know, that is maybe clutching a little bit. I, I, I've, I've, I'm so determined that we're not going to have another boring end of the season like we had the last two years. I think I'm making it up now that I think we can... We can say we're still in the race. But anyway, let's have a listen to the goals uh, from Charlton TV uh, yesterday. As always, your commentators were Greg Stubbley and Terry Smith. It's Phillips across out, looking for Kane, but that might have too much on it. Kane pursuing it, and uh, it does have too much on it. Oh, no, not according to the officials. Kane keeps it in. Dobson can't believe it. Ball back across the penalty area and finished by Phillips. Charlton are absolutely incensed with that as to why that wasn't ruled out with the ball over the line. We don't get replays here, so we can't see. But George Dobson is absolutely incensed. And Barnsley are 1-0 up. So I don't think the ball does go out. I don't think it does. I think Dobson just assumes that... I mean, again, it's maybe slightly tougher for us to tell from our angle, but my first thoughts was that Dobson is unaware that Kane's off the pitch, thinks Kane's long gone waits for it to go out, Kane stretches his foot, keeps it on, and everyone stops. Charles' defence stops, everyone stops, but Kane's allowed to drift into the penalty area. And 24 minutes of hard work for Charles, just been undone by a mistake. Well, the guys in the studio will probably have a better understanding of whether that was in or out. Behind, just before caught in his feet, so... And across to Terrell Thomas and now Eden on the left side. Brings inside Teo Eden. He's looking for Campbell, didn't find him, but he's got the ball back. Teo Eden on the left. Again, trying to find Blackett Taylor, might divert into Blackett Taylor's path. Can he finish Corey Blackett Taylor? Yes, he can! The addicts have the equaliser. There was a ball into the penalty area, took a deflection. Blackett Taylor kept his run going and as a result was behind the Barnsley defence. And into the sick edge of the six-yard box, jinked on his right, drilled it home. Brilliant composure from Blackett Taylor. Spoke about Charlton needing a bit of luck in this game. Now, I haven't had a lot of it. And that little header from, I think it was Williams, the ball forward by Eden, just falls lovely into the path of Blackett Taylor, who continued his run beyond the Barnsley defence. He took another touch back inside to open up the space for the shot. And his effort... There's nothing Roberts could do about it in the end. It was Eden who looked to poke it forward to him. Williams has touched, just allowed Blackett Taylor to advance forward, takes two touches inside and rifles home. Charlton have a deserved equaliser overall in the match. Yeah, to I say it know. comes at a time where Barnsley looked the better side. The exact same point, I was going to say, nobody in this stadium can deny that Charlton deserved the equaliser, but it comes on the back of the time when Barnsley were in the ascendancy for the last three or four minutes. There you go, that's the highlights from Charlton TV. Thanks to the chats for the commentary and to Pups for organising the recording as always. So, I mean, let, let's get straight into it then, Ben. In or out, the ball. I, I, that, that seems to be the major talking point from yesterday. Um, what was your view on it? 
Well, look, it is, I know you were saying on Twitter about the curvature of the ball and the different camera angles we had to see. So it's hard to say. I mean, it did look, did look out on there, but you just have to go with George Dobson's reaction as well for me. It's all good saying play to the whistle. I always think those things are like, if you think there's a handball and you all stop or there's someone you think's offside, you'll stand there with your arm up. You always say play to the whistle then you stop and then they go and score. But with something like that, I just think Dobson stood over the ball. You're kind of shielding it out of play and you watch it go out of play and you're like, okay, yeah, it's done. The ref stood, what, about 15 metres away from him? Um, I don't know why he looks across to the linesman. The linesman's never going to see it from the other side. Um so, yeah, it's one of them, isn't it? You, you kind of don't want to blame George in a way because if you're a player and you put yourself in his position, you're stood over it watching the guy out of play and then they go and score from it, you then instantly go, oh, play to the whistle. But then you also think, for him, he's watched the ball go out of play. So, yeah, it's why I did personally, when that goal went in, I was like, oh, is it, your heart drops when they cross that ball in and you see him on march you're like, this guy in. But yeah, hard to say whether in or out, but if you go with a bad reaction like that, you'd say it's out. Mm, yeah, I mean, I, I disagree slightly with Ben. I, think, I, I still think there is an element of of you have to play to the whistle there. I mean, George George stopped because he thought he was out, but is taking a chance with the, you know, the line on the far side was never going to get it. As Ben said, the, the posts are in the way, there's bodies in the way. The referee, I mean, if, he's, if you think about it, he's, he's looking from a similar angle to... To, to where the camera comes from, he's further, he's further down the touchline. It's very hard to see. Um, I mean, if George had, if George had played on and just tried to put a bit of pressure on Kane, I mean, he might not have catched caught him up. You know, maybe we're being a bit harsh on him anyway. But no, yeah, it's it's a tough one. As Ben refers to there, we haven't got a conclusive angle. We've got some angles that make it look like it's probably out. But you know, if anyone remembers that Japanese one in the World Cup last year, the ball can look like it's out from one angle, but without having the one sort of in line with, 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 with the goal line, you can't be certain that there isn't just a tiny sliver of the ball. You know, I'm, realistically, we know the ref's guessed. Let's, let's, let, 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 let's get that out there. We know we know he doesn't know for certain, and, and we're just a little bit unlucky that he's guessed that way, I I, I, I have to say. But, yeah, I, we, we can't be certain. It's out. I'm, I'm not as certain as, as a lot of people in the chat seem to be. No, yeah, I think it's it's one of those ones where, as you said, you cleaned up quite well, to be fair. It was one of those games where the ref's given it against us and there'll be another game where it'll probably go for us and he'll give it to the defending team. To be fair, we got away with one last week with Ashley, to be, uh, you know, when Ashley tried seeing it out and they got they kept it in. But yeah, the Lino was never going to see it. The ref, the ref, the only way the ref's going to be seeing it is if he's literally standing next to the players and he's not going to be in that position because obviously the, the left backs is obviously the Lino's job. So the only way the ref is ever going to see that if he runs right to where, where the ball is, which he's never going to do. So annoyingly, yeah, it's gone against us. To, an, an element is uh, of playing to the whistle as I think they should be. Um, but again, that's not... I don't really want to dig out George Dobson or anything because as Benji said, you can tell by a lot of a player's reactions is if it, of what the outcome is. For example, there was a corner where Barnsley set up for a goal kick and then they, he gave Barnsley a corner it's things like that where you can you can really sense it because a lot of players will shove their arm up for anything nowadays but most of the time if it's a blatant you know decision going against them they'll just leave it but 
Yeah, I agree as well. You had the Arsenal-Newcastle game as well, where you had the whole thing with Gary Neville, with the whole angle. And that looks even probably more on, uh, like the ball was out than our one. And then it turned, it transpired that, it you know, with the angles and stuff, it was actually on or whatever, or vice versa. So you're never going to know. We're never going to know. And I think... They reacted quicker. They scored from it. One of those things. But it, the more galling thing was how well we played in that first half. Um, if we were under the cosh the whole of that, that first half and then they got that goal, you think, well, you know, they sort of sort of deserved it a little bit there. But I thought it was a kick in the, um, the old walnuts, shall we say. And um, yeah, but I mean, the good thing was the response from the players, in my opinion. Yeah, no, and and we did respond when we had started well, and, and that's why it was so frustrating to, to concede, as Alex says, frustrating uh, goal. We shouldn't rely on officials at this level to get decisions like that correct. And even if so, I mean, I'm going to mention the fact that obviously a Phillips it was, was was on marks when when he scored the goal and the way he drifted into the penalty area. But if we are giving the players the benefit of the doubt and, and they did think it was out and they stopped, which again maybe they shouldn't have, but that, that's what's happened. It does go to show that if 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 in a normal sort of moment of play. The second you lose any concentration, the people can really take advantage of that. So Phillips, because he saw Charlton had stopped, he knew he knew he was in the right position on the edge of the box to find a bit of space. And it just shows how how switched on you have to be all the time. And all, all hell let loose felt it was out. Michael felt it was out. Keith says it was out, but that's our luck uh, right now. Michael also pointing out that um, we should have had a penalty in the first half as well. Yeah, there's a cross from the left-hand side. I'm guessing it was Corey. It might have been Teo, I forget. But um, yeah, it looked like a handball with the arms out. And again, you've seen the the slow motion replays of it. The way the arm is out, and it's not like the ball only came in from a yard away. It was certainly a bit further. It probably should have been uh, a penalty. Um, Paul Davenport says, to misquote the great John McEnroe, the ball wasn't on the line. Paint uh, didn't fly uh, up. So yeah, frustrating the, the, the way that happened. But the performance, particularly the way we started the game, Ben, I was actually I was actually really pleased with that because you know we mentioned on on, on Thursday's show, Bar- Barnsley aren't infallible at home. You know they they've uh, I think they've lost as many as they've won at home. I think I think that was only the second draw at home from memory in the league. But we we, we took the game to them, um, and, and that you know that that first twenty minutes or so was, was part of a spell where. It's certainly the performance pleased me because we've spoken a lot recently about how results, you know, draws, the odd draw here and there, the odd win here and there, not losing many. But the last few weeks' performances haven't been great. And, and, and we addressed that yesterday, which is probably the most pleasing aspect of, of that point yesterday. Yeah, definitely. I thought it was quite a consistent performance. I thought both halves we did we played quite well in rather than last week that Cambridge game we were pretty non-existent in that first half and then came good in the second half um I think Nath I saw Nath tweet at one time it looked like Tedditch was running through treacle and uh yeah he was he, he was the only one of that front line that kind of looked a bit um he'd gone missing a little bit I don't know I think because he played with these players last year they just knew how to mark him out of the game. Because um, we uh, that Barnsley fan said, didn't he, when he came on on Thursday, they, they didn't really see a great deal of him to hope he'd come back again. Um, but yeah, I thought we we did look really lively. It was just that end product, wasn't it? I think Corey looked really good down on that left-hand side. And there was a great chance um, where he, if he just cuts it across the middle of the goal, Alfie's there for a tap-in. Um, but he decides to shoot and hits into the side netting. I think Chem had a shot, which... He got himself in a really good position, um, but it just he just rolled his shot straight into the keeper's arms. 
But yeah, as you said, we, we did look lively. We were playing around some good football. Fraser, Chen was drifting in and out. Alfie was drifting in and out from the wing. He was a nuisance. So it was pleasing to see. And, and as I said, like, I think both halves, we looked really good. So that was pleasing to see that, like, an improvement in that. Um, and then even when Daniel Carnu come on, I think he made a difference. So that attacking, um, even though we are without a lot of players up there at the moment, I still think we're still proving like to be a thorn in the defence side there. Mm, yeah, just looking at some more comments that have come in. Dudley said the ball looked behind the corner flag to me. Uh, Pick said uh, the ball was out, but you have to always play uh, to the whistle. The, the whistle. Uh, Keith says Dobbo's body language alone told everyone in the stadium uh, it's gone out. All hell let loose, says George was in the best position to tell if the ball was out or not, looking right down on it. And he was furious it wasn't given as a goal kick. But obviously, you're always the players are always going to act in the way that the, the decision should have gone in, in their favour. That's that's just what players do. You know, if, if, if you can all, if you read everything off body language, every time we have a shot, we should just start celebrating and pretend we scored and then then see if the ref will start giving us a few uh, a few goals. Um, yeah, I mean, Andrew's asking Nath if we've seen the, the last of Tedic. I do ask uh, Michael what you've made of Slobodan Tedic yesterday, which we'll hear in the interview, but he didn't he didn't slag him off or anything like that. Um, but he was quite, I mean, there was there was jeering again when he came off from the away end not a great deal that you could hear a bit of it like the sort of sarcastic cheering when he got subbed off for Dan Carney um, I mean he had a good good effort on goal didn't that that one where he turned and, and whistled it just wide of the top corner um, but yeah there's probably elements of what we saw about not really being able to get him into the game enough and, and him not getting in the game and holding the ball up uh, as much as we would have hoped yeah, I think, I mean, yeah, apart from that, he had that shot and then there was there was that one bit of play where he managed to hold it up and feed it through to Corey and I think, I don't know if he just ended up overrunning it um, or he shot in, and it, it, the keeper saved it or something. But I think in terms of, um, is it the last time? Well, no, I don't think because we've got another three games until we can go back. But uh, I mean, once that once that's after, once that's been and done, I think I can't see him being here any, any longer. I mean, if we want to have to make a late charge to the playoffs that we're saying every week but the time's running out um i don't think you'll be hanging your hat on tedich for the rest of the season just i in my opinion i just don't think he's mobile enough i don't think he, he's not a player that will run a channel like kind like benji said kind of done well yesterday against cambridge got an assist from it i just think he's not mobile enough to try and play that um that way um so yeah i mean i'm I feel for him a little bit because I don't think I've seen him too much, but everything I've seen him, I've never been like, oh, he's a good player. You know, if if he was an alien and said, right, if you can pick one player that's from Man City, you wouldn't pick Tedic. Um, and I'm sure he'll have a career somewhere, but I don't think they're going to be recalling him to replace Haaland with, if he's still injured in January, put it that way. Mm, yeah, well, that's an interesting point. Put in the chat, which of our players is most likely to play for Man City? Nathan's, uh, Nathan wants to know now. Um, <laughs> ben, should Dan Connor have started yesterday then? It's a weird one, isn't it? Because um, we haven't seen Tedic even on the bench for the last couple of games. So I, I kind of felt like that Appleton had pushed others ahead of him, especially after Dan came on last week and played so well against Cambridge and just proved to be that presence, like for the goal, he held the ball up so well and allowed others to come into play. And obviously we got the goal. Um, whereas Tedish just doesn't, I just can't see what his qualities are, whether he holds the ball up, whether, I mean, that twist and shot he did yesterday, you're like, oh, okay, that was, that was decent. Like, let's see a bit more of that, but we just don't. So yeah, there's a kind of a presence there with Kanu. And obviously, 
Kanu's hungry. He's just come off the back of a, a loan spell where he's looked decent at and he's like ready to go. And, and to be honest, it's a shame that we have brought him back because you want to give these youngsters the experience of, of playing men's football, just the same with Deji, really. Um, but with our injuries up front, we've brought him back in and, yeah, he's he's hungry and raring to go. And you just like, that's the kind of thing you seem like lacking with Ted. It's just that hunger. Uh, maybe he's kind of thinks it's over in January for him and, and just uh, playing out the rest of his time here. I, I don't know. But you look at someone like Alfie and I think like, and Chairman Corey yesterday, I think they stood out really. They nonstop drifting in and out of the wings, always wanting the ball. And I just, I, that's why I said, I don't know if Barnsley defenders kind of thought like we know who he is from last season. This is how we're going to play him. Um, Cause you, you do think that hunger surely has got to be there. Where else is he going to go mm-hmm. after this? He's I doubt he's going to go and sit. He'd probably, again, another league one side maybe for him. Yeah, we need to start cutting his rations down the training ground, don't we? Get, getting really hungry. Um, Dan Carney obviously not getting enough food if he's if he's that hungry. George saying uh, Carney looked great off the bench uh, yesterday. The equaliser, twenty minutes from time. Nath, I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> it was very similar to his goal against Wickham for Corey, where he, he picked up the ball and and they were sort of drifting in, and for about five seconds I was just going shoot, shoot, but he he was more composed than I was. Uh, it was a great finish. But, I mean, before we talk about Corey, maybe talk about Teo. He played the ball forward for the goal, Nath. Um, I think you said something nice about him on WhatsApp after the game. You know, there's a couple of times I thought O'Keefe had him in the second half on the right. But what what did you make of his his overall performance? I, I actually quite liked yesterday. I, I think we were very um, uncomplimentary of him against uh, Gillingham, and rightly so. Um, but for me, for me, I thought it was his probably um, his most positive performance. Not polished, but... I thought he got around the pitch very well. I thought he was involved a lot. Um, when we were pushing for the winner at one all, he was still sort of hustling and harrying, you know, coming inside, trying to press the ball. So, yeah, I actually um, thought Tayo done okay yesterday. I thought he was he was getting more towards um, to what we what was sort of expecting. Um, but yeah, I know there's going to be some elements of his defensive play which ain't going to be up to scratch. But I think Appleton likes to play with attacking fullbacks, really. So I think we just have to get used to it. But I, yeah, I was impressed with Tyo yesterday. Um, hopefully, it can continue because it's been a while since we've been yearning for a uh, a proper left back. So at least he's got a left foot this time, and we ain't cutting in. So uh, yeah, I was pleased with him yesterday, to be honest. Yeah, Dean said he thought that uh, Tyo was uh, the man in the match. Uh, yesterday, Dudley says, Nath, I don't think any of our players look like they've come from Man City. Uh, well, that's the danger of being in League One, isn't it? You don't have those world-class players that we that we used to have when we were in the Premier League, like, uh, you know, Redstone Kishishev and that. Um, Simon says, Tedic loaned out to League One, says it all about him, uh, which is probably fair. But uh, Paul says, I'm, it's not saying much, but I thought Tedic looked quite sharp at times yesterday, given his lack of mobility. He's nothing more than a target man, uh, a poor man's. Uh, Stockley. Right, let, let, let's get the... I mean, the Corey finish was a great finish. Eighth goal of the season in all comps, Ben. Uh, what is he on the assist? Maybe six or seven assists now in League One as well. I mean, he is absolutely flying. Obviously, our, our second top scorer behind Alfie, who's like a on a bit of a goal drought now. I think he's gone... Um, has he gone one game without scoring? Which is a bit bit concerning but we'll we'll uh we'll, we'll worry about that <laughs> we'll worry, worry more about that later um but the the chat in the week so obviously we know we know that the, the discussion regarding Corey's um contract we don't know if he's going to stay or go in January we don't know these things at this point in time but one of the things I couldn't get my head around during the week was people saying he wouldn't be that big a miss 
Now, this is this is aside from the conversation about if he's not going to sign a contract, then you might want to get money for him. Understand that part of the conversation. Understand that that's a, a slightly different thing to what I'm talking about now. But if you take him out of our football team, Ben, he's not easily replaceable. I, I was shocked by a couple of people saying they think he'd be easily replaceable at this level. I think that's madness. Oh, mate, I totally agree with you. I mean, I've sat in the North Lower a few times this season where obviously fans are a bit more voiceless and you've got people like Nath down there ranting and raving and that. And uh, he gets a load of stick, Corey. Um, there was one game, and I think it was when he um, scored that absolute screamer um, and we pulled it back to 2-2 against Blackpool. And people just... I think it's, I think it's frustrating. It is frustrating to see someone like who's a real shining light in our side um, who doesn't consistently do what you think they've got. But also, we've got to realise we're in League One. Like, we're over here, apart from someone like Jez, that obviously was um, was amazing for us last season, who I'd say, obviously, apart from a few blips, did it quite consistently. We haven't had someone like him. I think Liam Miller, I thought there was glimpses where you saw of him and you got frustrated. And you thought, oh, come on, like, you've really push yourself but someone like Corey as you said you just got to look at the stats more than anything and the goals and assists and he's just a constant nuisance um and yeah as we spoke about on Thursday with the contract situation um he's still giving it his all like he might go in January who knows like will we try and get a bit of money for him if he's not going to commit um rather than get nothing through the end of the season but I mean even this celebration yesterday when he scored, he like stood in front of the fans and patting the badge and like he's given it his all still. I know at times we fans like, oh, look at him. He don't look like he wants it today. But then again, if you're a winger and you're trying to get down a wing and you haven't, we're struggling since Chucks has been out. I think that's, um, I didn't think Miles was at his best when Chucks was out. I don't think because Miles didn't have that other person pushing him, I didn't see the best of Miles. And then now Miles is injured. Who do we have in the box ready to aim for when Corey's cutting in and trying to try to get a cross back to? I mean, yesterday we had Tedich like as a target man, but before that we've been trialing Alfie up there on his own, which doesn't seem to have worked. Um, so I, I do feel at times it's frustrating for him um, because since those injuries we haven't had the presence up front to provide for him. And of course, if you then Tyrese hasn't been at his best. So then you're isolating one player down one side and the defence is just going to shove all their uh, attention on him rather than if we had Tyrese one side um, and him the other side, then you kind of got less attention on him. So I do think you kind of forget that, don't we, at times? But mm. yeah, look, it does get frustrating with him sometimes, but if, if he was better, then we wouldn't have him, would we? He wouldn't be in League One. Yeah, and uh, as as you say, and I, you know, I've always said this, I feel like wingers are probably the most inconsistent performers because they're the ones who have to make something special happen. Uh, and, and Corey, over the last year, has become a lot more consistent. That doesn't mean he's going to be at it every game. As, as all hell let loose says, when, when he plays badly, Charlton play badly, and, and, and that could be the case. And, and Keith quite rightly points out that he should have squared uh, for Alfie in the first half, that shot where he hit the side netting. Uh, Andrew reckons uh, if uh, if he goes, we'll have to set up differently. Uh, Joe said he'd keep out, he'd uh, pull out all the stops to keep him, even if it is for uh, one more uh, season. 
Um, yeah, all hell with that. They're saying uh, teams like to double up on Corey. That's when Eden uh, should step up as the free uh, man. Um, yeah, Dudley saying he's so up and down, great pace, but sometimes I worry about his brain. Um, I run out of milk saying Alfie has wasted out while just swapping with Chem. Uh, I mean, yeah, I think all hell that loose asked quite early on in the chat. Would, would you, wide or 10, what's his best role for Alfie? And I, I was I was actually really fascinated watching him in the first half yesterday because he was sort of right in front of where I was sitting um, on the right-hand side when we were attacking the home end. Watching the amount of time he drifted into the middle from the right-hand side, I think I honestly think him playing out right isn't isn't as bad as we fear as some people fear it is. You can see him; his movement is very clever. Even when the ball's on the far side, he'll get in the middle and almost become a a second striker. Nafe. Yeah, no, exactly. A second striker is the way he'll, he'll he'll play. The only problem when we do play Alfie on the right, it then forces your hand to play down our left, which at the moment works with Corey. So then you get the overloads of Eden and um, Corey on one side, May will shift inside, and then you leave that right-hand side, which is fairly vacant, which is great. But then if they, if, they, if the other team then block off our left-hand side, you've then got Alfie stuck out on that right where he's not really that effective in a wider position. So, but I agree. I think for me, Alfie should be, I'd play him in a 10 a lot more. I'd get someone out more wide and play him in a 10 and let him just do what he wants because he's got the energy and the agility to move around the pitch freely so he'll, he'll join up with a two he'll go help out he'll chase and harry that's why i would play Alfie. um i just think when he plays out on the right it literally just forces us down one side of the pitch mm. instead of we could switch it and then so if, if corey gets double marked like someone just said which happens frequently if he then releases and then you want to do a switch to the right you've then got Tenai and another winger to then go that side, but at the moment we haven't. So, um, but I'd like to see Alfie as a ten um, and someone a little bit more agile and mobile up front. Yeah, I guess the, the question there is: is currently who who could be on the right wing? So Chem could maybe go out there. Tyrese is out of form at the moment, not getting picked. Uh, Dudley said Alfie just should just be given a free role. He's that good in this division. That that is, I feel that's effectively what he's got. Because like I say, you see him drifting. He's he's really good though. That Sam would like to see him. Uh, as a 10 or up front uh, in a two. Right, shall we hear from the Addicts manager? Uh, Michael Appleton came to speak to me uh, after yesterday's one or draw at Barnsley, and this was his thoughts on the game. Point and a good performance today. Yeah, it was. Yeah, should have been should have been a win, shouldn't it? Um, yeah, we were. We felt like we were up against everything today, and um, to put performance on the way we did and control the game for the majority of the game, like we did, was uh, really pleasing. Um, I just hope and I believe, and I know the players believe with me that you know, eventually, you know, all, all, all sort of them type of de- decisions that we've seen today will start going the other way. Have you had a discussion with the referee about what he saw <laughs> or didn't see there? I've had a few discussions with the referee, and uh, yeah, I haven't had much out of him. Uh, but um, look, you know, his his call was it, it the, the the fourth official, the linesman, has to make that call, even though he was probably three times further away from him. Um, but it's not a call to make. It's, you know what I mean? it's not a call to make. It's, it's not close. It's not, you know, uh, it'll be one of them where they'll sort of show it over and over again. Or if it was in the Premier League, it'd just cause absolute carnage. Um, so disappointing. But yeah, the, the main thing is the way we dealt with it and the way the players responded from it uh, was, was top drop. A couple of fans saying George might have learned from that, maybe to, to play to the whistle, even when it seems like a clear decision. No, well, it's easy saying that. But what, what the point I was going to make, you can say sometimes they made an honest mistake. And I'll use the phrase, see it out, see it out. He's seen the ball out. The ball is 
miles over the line. It's a yard over the line. So I can understand that because he's quite an experienced player. But the reality is, if it was a foot, half a foot, foot, whatever, then I can understand that. But like when I watched it, I mean, I felt at the time, I was like, what's going on? But when I watched it back, it is so far over the line. It's just inexcusable. Yeah, it started really well. And the most important thing was you reacted quite well to going behind as well today. Yeah, we did. Probably should have had a penalty as well in that first half. It was a clear hand ball. Um, so, yeah, a lot of things went against us. We were asked a few questions and come up with good answers today. And even the second half, we were on the front foot right from the, the kickoff. I think we we had an attempt at goal right from the kickoff um, as well in that second half so really pleasing a couple of times Corey and Tayo linked up quite nicely and obviously that ended up in the, in the goal I mean Corey's showing his worth to this side over and over again at the moment yeah he is and you know to be fair he kept going and going I think he was suffering a little bit um, cramping up a little bit before before he even got the goal and uh, again a little bit after it so he's putting the shift in and um, you know, it's good to see him getting rewards for the shift that he's putting in. How do you see sort of the bigger picture at the moment? Because it is six games unbeaten now, but obviously Charlton fans will look at the table all season. I think there's still, still I think nine outside the playoffs. I mean, yeah. do you just try and concentrate on, on the short term at the moment? I think we've got to. I, I, you know, it's one of them where we just got to concentrate on us and pick up as many points as we possibly can. And you know, you'd like to think that you know, with 10, 12 games to the season, we're in a position where we can really push and challenge at that point. I'd expect, obviously, one or two sort of reinforcements to walk through the door in Jan. So, you know, we'll be better come the turn of the year. But what you've got to be careful is, is obviously, you know, I can only focus on my job in hand. My job in hand is to try and make sure that we stay in a similar sort of run that we are at the minute. You know, that's, I think, 14 games now in the league and only two defeats. You know, it's not, not too bad. Um, and I think as well is that because we got such a poor start, you know, losing four of the first six games. We were right on the back foot. So I think as a group over time, I think over time, over the period of games, the closer it gets to obviously New Year, the closer it gets to maybe like Easter, it's just we've just got to keep plugging away and plugging away and try to cut that uh, gap a little bit short. So Slobodan came back into the side against his, his former club today. What, what did you make of his performance? Yeah, I thought he did all right. I thought he did okay. He, I thought he got better in that sort of second half but he was struggling a little bit fitness wise he's not had as much game um, you know he, listen he played his part there was some really really good performances today and um, you know it's difficult to pick out sort of too many um, but all over the pitch um, there wasn't many players who were you know under 7 out of 10 today It's nice to have a, a free week as well building up into what is a bit of a chaotic period coming up over Christmas as well Yeah it is yeah it is and obviously it's the same for everyone and the valley's been good since I walked through the door and hopefully it'll be uh, good over the Christmas and New Year period. Thinking about a new kitchen or bathroom? Find professional, independent local installers with free home surveys, itemised quotes and protected payments, trading standards approved contracts and workmanship warranties. The British Institute of Kitchen, Bedroom, Bathroom Installations accredits installers to ensure they are police checked, fully insured and experienced. Take the risk out of home improvement. Visit bikbbi.org.uk. Hello, fellow addicts. I'm so excited to tell you all about our micropub, The River Owl House. The River Owl House is based in East Greenwich. It has six pub of the year awards, an ever-changing selection of amazing beer. It's owned by Charlton fans, walkable to the ground in just 20 minutes with buses that go direct to the Valley too. If your matchday routine includes a drink with your friends, you must join your fellow addicts in the river. See you soon. 
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Right, welcome back to Charlton Live on your Sunday morning. Hope you guys are enjoying the show. Just before the break there, we heard from the Addicts boss, uh, Michael Appleton after yesterday's draw um, up at Barnsley. Yeah, I mean, you, you heard the, the answer to the, the, the Tedich question. Um, yeah, all hell let loose uh, pointed out that Michael said the ball was a yard over the line. Uh, so unless he had a different angle than the one I had, you know, I'd, I don't think you can say it with, with the certainty that, that Michael has said it there. But like, like I said, we, we've been over that um, already um, now. Um, yeah, Michael said he thought Eden looked good again. Sam, um saying the overall performance is positive but we can't have most of the ball and chances and come back uh, with a point it just shows we need a striker in, in January and yeah you know on another day it would have been nice to have gone and taken all three yesterday um, but when, if and when we don't get promoted this season but Barnsley away getting a point there that won't be the reason that we didn't go up you know that, that's, I think that's a good result overall I think that there's, we've had we've had much worse days than, than that and, and days in, in other games you know Carlisle where we should have taken three points but um, yeah that, that, that's uh, that's the way I saw it yesterday and uh, Paul's just saying Corey's final ball can sometimes be awful uh, but it's more than made up for by the assists that do find their target uh, the attention and respect opposing teams must pay him uh, he's uh, the only uh, spark right um, I think we should bring in our guest fan um We've still got a few of your messages to come to as well, but Chris uh, Collingwood has been waiting very patiently uh, in the waiting room for a while. So let's bring him on to the, the stage now. Chris Collingwood, uh, good uh, good morning, Chris. How are you? Oh, are you on mute, Chris? Uh, I can't hear you. Okay. Um, I'll let you try and sort that out. Okay, Chris, I'll, I'll just put you back in the waiting room what, just while you uh, just try and fix the, uh, the, the the microphone for yourself. Um, but yeah, Chris will come on yesterday. He's got he's got something um, uh, quite interesting that he's wearing as well, which we'll talk about when he, uh, when, when he sorts his microphone out. So while we're waiting, um, I will just head into an email um, that we've, uh, we've got in from McSquared. It says, the ref's eyesight was so poor yesterday, I think it's beyond even Specsavers' help. Uh, that apart, it was a pretty decent away performance from us. We definitely deserved a point. Dobson and Maynard Brewer both had impressive games, uh, and May gave us his all as usual. H- Tedich, on the other hand, uh, was once again virtually invisible, and it was no surprise when he got the hook in favour of Carnu. Uh, we were arguably the better side overall, but as often been the case this season, it was our final ball uh, that frequently let us down. Let's face it, we currently only have three championship standard players uh, in the shape of Corey, Dobson and May, which is nowhere near enough to mount a serious promotion push. Mickey Apples uh, is doing the best with the players he's got available to him, but four draws and just a sol- solitary win uh, from the last five matches tells its own story. The upcoming transfer window is going to make or break our season, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the run of 
results, Nath. You know, I think Michael referenced there it's six six without defeat, but only two wins uh in that in, in that time. Um that is that is sort of the frustration of it, <laughs> you know, like it's we this is realistically why we're probably not going to be able to catch up is because we we're just not putting enough wins together. It's similar to the start of the Ghana era, like we're getting a lot of draws and, and, and that's just not not going to be enough at this stage especially you know like i say we we were a, a minute away from being 11 points outside the playoffs yesterday um we, we're in a we're in a difficult position we have to be realistic about that yeah we've got to, i think it, it's, it's annoying because obviously when you're drawing you're not losing but you're not winning at the same time though so and as you say we've got a lot of ground to make up and although it's you know i'm saying it's a good point away which it is in you know in in the you know in the not the grand scheme of things but looking at our season we need wins and if we was if we was comfortable in the top six and we took a point then you're looking at it going okay draws are not too bad but when you're chasing a pack down you need to make the ground up and the draws aren't going to do it especially if the team's in and around those playoff places or even the top half they're they're stringing a couple of wins together we're falling falling behind and it's looking a little bit more like it has been in recent years where we're just sort of mid-table so yeah, it's disappointing but again we've got to try and keep some sort of um optimism there so we can have something to look forward to for the rest of the season so even though nine nine points is a big mountain to climb it's not impossible we've seen it i know every year we say this but we saw that season where oxford were in the bottom three and managed to get into the playoffs that season and it's just us being consistent, but unfortunately, you don't know which Cholton's going to turn up at the moment. Are we going to get a draw? Are we going to turn up like we did against Gillingham? Or are we going to turn up like we did against Wiganham maybe yesterday? So, um, And I think that's the key and where we are where we are, because we're not consistent enough to try and maintain that top six challenge. Mm, right, we don't know what Charlton's going to turn up. We don't know what Chris Collingwood's going to turn up. <laughs> Let's try again. I'm hoping the, uh, the mic's going to be working this time. Chris, can you hear us? No, still not, still not working, unfortunately. <laughs> it's okay. So uh, I've sent Chris a link on Twitter uh, to do a mic test, which is sometimes, which is worth doing. Um, yeah, hopefully you can have a look at that, um, which, which is fine. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, Chris will be back in in a few moments' time. Uh, yeah, um, I mentioned it before, uh, Ben, and, and I, I can't, I, I can't face the reality of us going into the the final third of the season with nothing to play for for the third year in a row because it's so boring. Um, so, mate, so I mean, what what is a realistic aim between... I, I, I've said between now and the end of the calendar year, if we could pick up seven points from those those three games, and so obviously we've got Burton and Leighton Orient coming up, and then we're away to Bristol Rovers. All of those teams sit below us in the table. If 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 we're gonna even hope of just to, just to cling on to staying roughly where we are, we probably need seven seven points. Does that sound realistic? Yeah, I think we've got to stay in in some touching distance towards the playoffs, haven't we? Um, to give ourselves that boost going into the window to try and draw some players in to give players an ascent, um, a what was that? what word am I trying to use? an incentive to join our club and say, look, we're going places. If you join, we've got him joining and we're really going to go in for playoffs this season. Um, and, and we're not far away, are we, from kind of that Cambridge game and yesterday. We, we're doing all right with the team we've got. I mean, we're missing three key attacking players, aren't we, at the moment? Um, and obviously we'll be without Miles for the rest of the season. You don't know with Chuck. So if we need to act early in that window. But yeah, if we 
the next few games, unless Burton bring in an ex-Millwall manager and, and do what Cambridge did to us and mess with our heads. So don't, I still don't think they've got a manager yet, have they, Burton? Um, we, we've got to be looking, especially the, we're at home next game. Um, we've got to be looking to, to win that game. Um, I don't know if we're going to have any other players back for that game. But, yeah, we've, we've got to head into the next few to try and get seven out of the next three games because it's doable. That, that game yesterday was the hardest game we had um, going away to a team above us. I think they scored the second most goals in the division as well. Um, so I thought our defence did quite well yesterday. I thought Terrell and um, Heck, I thought, I thought they had quite a good game, really, because Devante Cole is such a dangerous striker. Obviously, Ash made a really good save at one point as well, where he tipped over the bar. Um, yeah, so, yeah, look, yeah, seven points for the next three games. It's doable. Burton got beat yesterday. Confidence is down. No manager at the moment. So, they're there for the taking. Uh, yeah, well, hopefully we'll, we'll see how that how that works out. I mean, I, we're not. I don't think we're expecting anyone until the new year in terms of injuries, based on what Michael Atherton said on uh, his press conference before the game um, on on Friday. I think he he spoke. Um, Dean's saying, apart from holding up the board and getting the managers booked, what does the fourth official actually do? Surely he could have seen the ball went out and and helped the ref out. But again, like I mean, obviously he's he's much further down the line, so there's no way he would have been able to see. But also. There's still there's no conclusive footage, and I don't know if he would have even had access to to a different camera angle. But there's no there's no there's nothing I've seen that's conclusive that the ball actually went out. It looks like it might have gone out and probably went out, but there's no there's no definite. Uh, Keith says you don't get promoted you get uh, you don't get promoted over 46 games, not one away game at Barnsley, and I agree with uh, with Keith uh, on that. Um, but we also added you don't get promoted by or playoffs by constantly drawing games. We need a Boya-like second half of the season, but we don't have that quality uh, of, of the squad now. And uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, that is fair. So, I mean, again, if you look at the, the points we sort of require now to, to get to get into roughly the average amount needed for playoffs, and again, I don't know if we might be skewing a bit higher this year, but we probably have to pick up about 1.8 ga- uh, points per game for the rest of the season. So, I mean, sometimes you see a team pick up maybe two points per game over the course of the season, which is um, sort of rare, but it shows how hard it is. And to do that, you've got to be one of the best teams in the division, Nathan. And, you know, we're not, are we? <laughs> if we're being, if we're being brutally <laughs> honest, we're not one of the best teams in the division. No, not consistently, no. So, um I think that the problem we've got now is we've got a small squad with loads of injuries and we've now got four games in nine days after Burton, which if you're going to try and freshen things up, a lot of teams, a lot of teams have injuries as well, but a lot of our freshening it up, we're putting a load of kids in. Um, So even though we're probably hoping for seven over, you know, the, the period and then you've got Oxford on New Year's Day, I think we'll do well to get, we'll do very, very well to get that amount of points. Um, even though they are, we are playing, you know, teams that are lower in the league. Um, it's just a big ask for, to ask those players to do it consistently, three games in a row in a space of what seven days or whatever it is up until Bristol. So you need for us to have any chance. Yeah, we're going to have to bring those averages up, but we're which I think everyone's been saying it's it's a massive. It was going to require a Herculean effort to get there. Um, it's not impossible, but. Yeah, it's going to be a big task. But who knows? Who knows what the January window is going to be like? You know, we could end up getting some players out, including Corey, maybe. And then he gets it to reinvest in the squad and we have an amazing second half. You never know. But 
Um, something's got to change because I think at the current state of play is that we're just going to literally be doing a win, a draw, a loss, and then all the way for the season, in my opinion. Mm, right, Chris's uh, laptop is, is not working. He's giving up the ghost, unfortunately. So we won't be having Chris calling, which is a shame because uh, he had a really nice talking point. He was wearing a waistcoat, one of the ones from the 98 playoff final suits. Uh, presumably mugged one of the players after the game. But yeah, so uh, it's been a nice talking point. And, and he was up there in uh, in Barnsley yesterday. But as he says in our little chat, he says, two weeks weren't running. You've had bad refs and no guests. So uh, yeah, frustrating. But thanks for, thanks to Chris for trying. And we'll, we'll definitely get him on uh, another time um, because, yeah, I'm sure he's got loads uh, loads to say. Lee has uh, sent in an email, uh, an email saying, overall, I think... Uh, the best I've seen is okay for the 90 minutes uh, away from home uh, this season. As for the ball out of play scenario, I was in the front row in the corner and I was sure it was out. It was a terrible decision uh, by the referee. I even offered him my glasses uh, as he went down the tunnel, which is one of the many uh, this season. The pens at Stevenage, uh, Portsmouth. Uh, so I'm sure we must be due uh, some uh, luck our way soon. And yeah, uh, maybe we've got luck at other times and not really thought about it. But yeah, Um uh, Jack saying in the chat, we are a mid-table League One team. Our expectations from fans too high. Uh, where we are now is actually not bad for us, I'd say. I mean, that's absolutely the wrong attitude for me, Jack. Like, If we're just going to sit here and be accepting being a mid-table League One side, then we're going to continue to fade away as a club and we'll be playing in front of eight, 9,000 every week. I mean, that's, that's completely the wrong the, the the wrong attitude for me you know why what, what's the point <laughs> like hey we're rubbish let's let's continue being rubbish and everyone be fine with it you know again some of us will still go but a lot of people stop going so yeah that that's completely the wrong uh the wrong attitude for me um i i really think i really think we, we uh, like like i say i said it last week ben i don't think people are accepting it anyway that you can see that the crowds are dwindling you know that we we can't remain in league one forever we can't say this is good for us as well no, you're right. I think we all struggle with the motivation come February, March time, because if you're not going up or you're not trying to stay up, then it is, it is a struggle trying to get your motivation to go to games. Often many people just go as an excuse to meet up with their friends and then watch the game and hope for the best. Um, but yeah, so I think that's why the January window is key to kind of get fans through the door to kind of give them some exciting football and look like we're going somewhere. Um, but yeah, I agree, mate. I think you got if if you're gonna say comments like that, um, I think you've got to look at the rest of the league and really justify our eleven now against other teams in the league. And when we've got the likes of Alfie May, George Dobson, someone like Hector, I know he's not doing it consistently, but we got players on paper. We should we should be higher up the league with injuries or not. Um, and the budget we have, I'm sure our budget's the top six budget that we're, pay we're paying out as well. Um, so, yeah, we, we don't want to, I mean, going back to what Andy Scott said, this club won't sell for mediocrity anymore. Well, it's coming up for a big time now, isn't it, where we've got to show that. Um, but, yeah, we, we, need to, we need to go in thinking we are better than this. We need better than this as a club. Mm, yeah, and again, like we, we, at the same time, we don't need to get too bogged down in us saying that or, or other fans saying I think this is okay it doesn't really it's, it's irrelevant what we think overall it's up to, it's up to the club to to know that they can't be sustained in in league one and and, and to put that right and and to do do it the way they need to I mean Massey said uh, we need proper investment uh, and to keep our best players where uh, we will always be a nearly team uh, if the owners 
uh, won't put their hands uh, in, in in their pockets. And and yeah, like I say, the the, the longer we're in League One, the, the harder it becomes. But also the the, the worse the, the the state of the club's finances and, and and fan base and all that sort of stuff will be. It's um it's it's sort of a, a perpetual cycle of mediocrity <laughs> makes it even worse. So I really don't think we want to be. Uh, in that position. Yeah, um, someone mentioned in the chat earlier, actually, Nafer, we, we didn't really bring it up, but I mean, Ashley Manarbrewer made a fantastic save uh, from a long range. I think it was from Herbie Kane, who hit a long range that was going towards the, the top corner, which was tipped over. But yeah, what, what did you make of his his display yesterday? He, he needed um, needed one, I think, after maybe last week where he had a couple of nervy moments, like the one where he came out of his area and missed the ball. Yeah, he did. I think, yeah, I think he had a solid game yesterday. Um I think, yeah, he seems to be improving as he goes along. But again, as you say, he'll have sort of moments, but he's he's still learning. He's, you know, he's still young. I mean, it's only, what, his second full season in it? Or two and a half, maybe. But, um, yeah, I thought he'd done a good game. We always know he's a good shot stopper. I think there was um, that podcast ages ago where Rob Elliott was on with Ben Foster, wasn't it? And he was saying he was one of the best um, shot stoppers that he's seen. And it's just about him polishing the other stuff. The only thing that does concern me with Ash is his communication skills with um with the back four. I think there was a there was a chance yesterday where there was a deep ball and overhit cross and I think Dobbo headed it out. I think it was Dobbo. Um and he was sort of saying, you know, well where's where's the shout? You could have let me get you know let it roll out or you could have come and got it. It's just that but I don't think that's just solely on Ash. I've been banging on about our, our lack of communication across as a team anyway. So but I think yeah he's 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 coming along nicely and he's obviously getting the games under his belt and he's improving as he goes along. But yeah, great, decent shot stopper. He always has been, always has been since he's come in the team. So yeah, delight for Ash. Yeah. Um, Paul's saying that Andy Scott talks uh, a good game uh, and all hell let loose says that the problem is that Charlie Mevin says one thing and Andy Scott says another, while Rodwell uh, says nothing. Uh, Massey says uh, they're like a, a set of, of politicians. And that's why, you know, I think, it's been spoken about a lot, but exactly how this window plays out will be very, very interesting for for supporters, Ben, and and will probably be a good indicator of whether the club are doing what Jack said and sort of uh, you know saying, oh, we're a mid-table League One club, let's let's just continue being that. This is fine. Um, you know, the actions need to, uh, the words need to be sort of backed up by actions now, and they have spoken quite well about it. But yeah, it's it's got to be it's got to be improved upon. Yeah, definitely. I think that it was tricky in the summer because, well, as fans looking in, because why we were all so baffled by the Dean Holden uh, sacking was because then we had no time left for a manager to come in and approve the new transfers that we signed in that last week. So now we've got to a point where Appleton is trying to play with the cards he's been given and some of these players we all can see aren't aren't good enough the these signings like the likes of a banqua um that we just kind of they're sitting there doing nothing and using up a loan space that we could have used on another player so you hope that they've been working behind the scenes and as soon as january the first comes we can either see some players loans ended so we can bring some others in um and we can act quickly because look we know miles is going to be out for the rest of the season it's not thinking, oh, well, we can't get another player in because that takes up his spot and he'll be back soon. We, I don't know when they've said Chucks might be back, but look, we know with him, we can't rely on him. Um, 
and we know the positions we need filling. Like another centre back, if a bank was not going to be around, um, that that's been a key position for us. And I'd probably say another winger to kind of give a bit more of um, uh, attention to a, to the right side because Tyrese's performances are dropped. But uh, they they've had enough time now to work with Michael to get these targets in place. And you hope that they act quickly because, as I said, with with the injuries we've got, I mean, another player that we thought was going to be massive for us was Pan. We know he's going to be out for quite a bit longer. Um, so that's where we've got to act fast because it's it's like we're, our season then, if you try and act by the end of January, we might be 13, 14, 15 points off playoffs. And then there really isn't much to go for. Yeah, I mean, Dean's saying, I say it every week, but you won't get players in the January window uh, that will change uh, our season. Keith on uh, Ashley Manor Brewer said he's still learning. He's going to be a great goalkeeper. Uh, we have nobody better than him uh, either. Uh, and then Paul said Ash went to a local schools tournament the other day and remarked that some of the keepers were barking at their defenders. So hopefully he'll he'll learn from that. That, is, that would be concerning if we've got a goalkeeper going to to learn from children. <laughs> it's like, all right, that's how they do it. <laughs> um, yeah, a Charlton fan says maybe a hint of our best uh, player uh, Blackett Taylor staying yesterday with his celebration. Yeah, Ben mentioned he was giving it the old banging in the chest, but maybe, uh, you, ne- you never know what that means with players uh, these days. Uh, Andrew says, let's hope that Appleton and Scott are working uh, closely together. And they say, yeah, they certainly need to be on the, on, on the same page. You know, we spoke about Michael Appleton's comments last week, um, you know, and, and he certainly hinted that we need we need better windows than the one we've had in the in the last couple were exactly what he said so yeah we, we need we need better um we, we should mention tom actually um we should send our best uh our best wishes to to tom lockyer the former addicts defender who um sadly collapsed again yesterday down at bournemouth uh, while playing for luton uh, i think they said he had, he had a cardiac arrest so um yeah that was such a shame you know he was weird, weird. I, I don't think he ever stood like stood out as much for us as, as he seems to be doing for luton like he was a solid defender in the championship but one thing i did know about him during his time here was that he was a real like a proper bloke as well like the way he dealt with people in and around the club and, and you know there's some really nice stories about Tom so it's such a shame to, to see that he's he's been suffering again and and obviously we'll, we'll send our best wishes to him and and everyone down at Luton um who 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 went through that yesterday yeah I mean obviously I was trying to just as you were saying that I was trying to think of that one game we were at home and it's probably one of the best defensive challenges I've ever seen in my life Someone was one on one, and Tom Lockyer came out of nowhere, and I can't. I might have been Barnsley at home, I think. But anyway, I digress. But yeah, he was one of the best challenges I've seen from a centre half. Um, but yeah, sad to see it yesterday. And he can play piano, can't he? I remember the lockdown video when he played the piano. Um, we had a we had a we had a little band at one point. Yeah, Jacko on the on the guitar, didn't we? we? Should have just made a band. Would have been better than watching the football. But um, well, we did. Yeah, so no, we, I, we had Sangard, didn't we? He named his own <laughs> band. He named his band Sangard. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, you did. Yeah, that just uh, done a Nathan there, but came back. Just came back to the fore. Oh, I've got, to, I've got to learn how to edit a YouTube video now. I don't know how to do that. Oh goodness. Right. Apologies. Uh, I apologise on Nathan's behalf for riling me up there, and making me do that. Um, right. Trump fan says uh, retirement's the only option. They can't be allowed to play again. Health is uh, is more important. Doctors can't have, have the feeling of having killed someone. So, yeah, and all hell let loose saying, can't see Tom returning to professional football a second time, sadly. Well, obviously, yeah, he'll, he'll he'll act on doctor's advice and, and whatever decision it is come to, we, we, we wish him uh, wish him the very best. And Chomp fan says, yeah, sadly, the best for him 
uh, and 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 for everyone uh, involved. Right, we're coming to the end of the show before before my potty mouth comes out again. Um, uh, just a couple of reminders. Uh, check out our merch store, chartmanlive.etsy.com. It's probably a bit late to order for Christmas now, but you know, order order yourself one now, and then you'll get one in between Christmas and New Year is a nice surprise for yourself. So have a look at that. Uh, make sure you um, subscribe to us on our YouTube channel, um, which is now R-rated, um, and uh, all of our, our podcast apps as well on Twitter, Instagram, all those places, Facebook, we're on everything. Uh, so make sure you subscribe to us. Uh, a massive thank you uh, to everyone who's joined us uh, in the live chat this morning. Really enjoyed uh, your company and, and, and talking about a positive display, which was nice uh, for a change. Thanks to Chris, who uh, tried to join us, but he, he, did, he did make the effort to, to log in this morning. Uh, and we'll have him on uh, another time, uh, hopefully. Massive thanks, as always, to Nathan and to Ben. A pleasure to to speak to you guys. Cheers, boys. Yeah, I look forward to beating you in the quiz on uh, Thursday night. Yes, we Make are sure... back on... Go on, Nathan. Make sure you wash your mouth out with soap as well, wouldn't you? I'm going to have to now. It's, uh, <laughs> it's very, very bad behaviour. It's normally Nathan who does the swearing as well, so I can't believe I've done that. But yeah, um, yeah, make sure you join us on Thursday. So that's going to be our Christmas special uh, on Thursday. We'll briefly look ahead to the Burton Albion game. Uh, but of course, we will have our Christmas quiz, uh, which you guys will be able to get involved with in the comments. Um, yeah, so hopefully that'll be a bit of fun. Um, and uh, yeah, then maybe we'll be back on Christmas Eve to look back at the Burton game. But I'm, I'm a bit undecided on that at the moment. It depends on people's availability and and uh how how, how much uh I, I mean if we lose i might not be bothered but we'll see uh we'll see uh how it goes so yeah thanks uh to everyone who's listened to us uh this morning chat on live sponsored by the british institute of kitchen bedroom and bathroom installation we shall see you again for our christmas special on thursday <laughs> When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.